Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Welcome back. Chucky's coming to you live on 106.7 The Fan and the Team 980 in the DMV. 910 The Fan and 105.1 in Richmond. And we're streaming live on the Odyssey app. You can take us on the go with the Odyssey app. Download the app. It's fantastic. You can also watch us on the Monumental Sports Network. We're brought to you by Prop Metcalf, official heating and cooling company of the Junkies. Looking to be their next Five-star HVAC technician or plumber. Visit CropMetcalf.com to join their team. It's Fish Cakes, EB, and JP. We're going to talk about the arena. Are the Capitals and Wizards going to move to Alexandria? Planned there arena. are two sides yeah. to this. We should mention we do work for Monumental. That doesn't mean we're all in on Alexandria. We were talking about during the break. Like on a personal note, <clears throat> this is just selfish. Most people care about themselves, right? It's easier for me to go to Capital One than to go to Alexandria. So I'd love them to just stay right there, and I enjoy going to Capital One. Well, I'm guessing this guy shares your same mindset. <laughs> but there are four guys on the show, four opinions. There's two sides to this story. We're going to see what's going to happen. We're going to have Jim Van Stone to give the monumental sports side of it at 825. But Andrew McDonald joins us now. He's the founding member of the Coalition to Stop the Arena at Potomac Yard. And, Andrew, before we get into the particulars, tell us where you've lived um, I think we saw you were maybe the vice mayor of Alexandria. Like, what is your involvement with Alexandria? Have you lived there for years? Yeah, thanks. Thanks for having me on. Sure. Yep. I grew up. I grew up in Alexandria pretty much. So I've been here, you know, off and on my entire life, and uh, <clears throat> got involved in civic life and became the vice mayor at one point in time. So yeah, I care a great deal about about the community, and and obviously got involved in this this particular issue. So old, uh, you know, Alexandria has different parts. There's Old Town and Potomac Yard is is newer section. There are new sections that have kind of blown up. Um, when did you first hear about the Wizards and Capitals possibly moving to Potomac Yard? And what were your initial thoughts? Yeah, I think, I mean, most people were really quite surprised. I think it was this early December where, you know, the main, you know, the announcement was made by Governor Youngkin and uh, Ted Leonis and, and others, and so I, I mean, the citizens were extremely surprised. Uh, I guess I mean maybe there had been a little bit of news about it in the past, but basically it was a surprise announcement. Nobody thought that that was the kind of development that uh, you know would occur in Potomac Yard, and uh, so it felt really sort of like it, it was sort of announced as a done deal. And everybody said, "Wait a second, you know, we we want to have a say in this. We want to see if this is really a good thing." Not just for Alexandria, but, you know, also for D.C., because they're our our good neighbors as well. Andrew, in an article that you penned in Cardinal News, you said Potomac Yard is a terrible location for a sports 
and entertainment complex, and no amount of funding is going to fix that issue. Can you expand on that? Sure. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, I think one of the most important things we're talking about fans here getting to the games and getting, you know, getting to the games easily. And, uh, you know, as we all know, you know, Capital One Arena is a pretty good spot. You have a lot of metro stations, a lot of parking garages, a lot of roads. Uber can get there and take people to restaurants and so on. Potomac Yard is just sort of, I mean, it, it's it's great for certain kinds of development, but we basically have one road coming in. We have a very small metro station that wasn't designed anywhere near for the you know kind of capacity. So I think the problem is that fans are going to find if they if they build a, an arena here, which I hope they won't, that they're going to be spending hours getting there and hours getting out, and, and you know it's very difficult to sort of solve that problem. I mean, you could spend more money on metro if the money is available. But that's not going to change the fact that uh, you have one one metro station and basically one road. So it's just it's just not a good spot, I think, for this kind of uh, venue to be to be located. What's the number one reason for you as a resident? What's the number one reason for you you don't want it there? Is it the the construction? Is it the traffic? Is it the tax money? What is it? Number one. For me, it's for me. I think it's probably the the traffic, but you know, increasingly, it's also the financial because the uh, financial picture because the the amount of tax dollars are going to go into to you know to build this. In one, I think one of the largest public subsidies on record in the history of the U.S. for this kind of stadium, this kind of facility, and unfortunately, sports by and large don't generate a great economic benefit. I mean, it's it's wonderful that it's in D.C. because you know, you have all the development around it. The mayor is willing to, you know, kick in $500 million. But, you know, I think for us it's a combination of traffic and finances mm-hmm. and the fact that uh, the community really hasn't had a say. You know, really a, it's been sort of touted as a, a deal that is done, and you guys should like it. You know, you should accept it. Talking to Andrew McDonald, he's the founding member of the Coalition to Stop the Arena at Potomac Yard, I wanted to get a little more into the economics of it. So sure. what Monumental's going to say, and we'll talk to Jim Van Stone shortly, is that this is going to generate a ton of jobs. It's going to be great for the community, and that this is going to actually generate taxpayer money. I think in your article you point out the battery in Atlanta. I'll let you fill us in, and you you made an example of like a Target store. Fill us in on on, on what people have kind of found out about the economic benefits of stadiums yeah i mean i think the the, the number one thing it's been i mean this is sports economists i'm talking about people like roger knoll at stanford who has you know a lot to do jc bradbury you know dennis Coates at maryland people like that who've studied these facilities and the general general result is that stadiums are not very good economic generators they're really a poor public investment it's not to say you shouldn't have them but once you start putting in more than several hundred million dollars, the economic benefits just drop off. So I think that, you know, this idea that we have, we're going to, you know, produce all these jobs and all these economic benefits, you know, the studies that have been released by uh, Monumental and the state of Virginia are all basically, you know, PR studies. In other words, they haven't really, haven't been, they haven't been willing to release any of the economic reports to the public. So it's really hard to sort of review all their claims. So I think uh, the general feeling is, okay, show us the show us the information and let us look at it. And if it's true, okay, well, we'll let people decide on the merits of that. But so far, they've been unwilling to do that. They just say, look, trust us. 
and I'm afraid we don't. All right, I got a couple questions for you. The first one is I have a buddy that lives in the Alexandria area, and he was texting me the other day, and uh, he thinks it's crazy that people are against it. It's his opinion that his property values are going to go up. What what is the sort of the history of that? You know, it's it's very unclear. In some cases, it does drive up property values, at least I guess near 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 some of the facilities. You know, which is great. You know, if you want to sell your house, but if you you know if you're not maybe of the same you know you don't have a you know you're just not as wealthy. It's you know you don't want to you don't want your prices to go up. You don't want rents to go up. You know, you'd prefer to. You know, to have them sort of stay at least. I mean, Alexandria is already one of the most expensive places, so mm-hmm. we're struggling to, you know, to help people live here. People would go to the games, and maybe they can, uh, you know, they can afford a ticket, but they don't want to be. Uh, they also, I mean, this is part of the other story of this is that uh, to, to finance this project, everything from parking to ticket prices will go up, and so fans are not only going to find it more difficult to get there. But they're going to find it a heck of a lot more expensive, I think. Have Have you been like? Are you? Were you part of the contingent that was also kind of like anti Amazon, all all of that stuff? Are you basically like you don't want any more of this stuff there? Like you no, like it the way it is? Absolutely not. No, absolutely not. Alexandria's got to change, and it is changing. You know, so Potomac Yard, I think everybody realizes and wants development. They just want to see a development that is sort of. They want they want the community to be involved in the process, and uh, you know, and in this particular case, unfortunately, our city council has sort of you know sort of sidestepped the community and said, hey, you know, this is really good. We want to do it without consulting you know the you know the people that are most affected. So no, we want the development. We need the development. We just don't think this is the kind of development that will you know help Alexandria thrive. Whereas we think it it's great for DC. And, uh, you know, the mayor's put $500 million on the, you know, on the table to help uh, renovate things. And so it seems to us a much better use of, of, um, of dollars and better for the fans, uh, ultimately. What, what, what kind of recourse do you have? We understand there are a variety of different hurdles, right? There's all these different votes and, you know, for this whole process, it could take years. But what, like, what, what is your plan of attack? What, what kind of options do you have? Well, I mean, right now, as you probably know, the General Assembly is voting on a bill, and I, the House passed the bill yesterday, but 40 right. members in a very bipartisan right. group voted against it. Right. So I think things are turning. I think people are beginning to look at the financial impact of Virginia. I think they're beginning to look at the traffic issues. I think, you know, hopefully they're beginning to think about D.C., our neighbor, you know, that, that uh, folks there, we should care about them as well. So I think I think things are turning. I think I think this project will be defeated, probably in the legislature, and uh, and then you know hopefully we'll you know try to invest uh, monumental invest in D.C. and and in the fans that you know that frequent it. They can get there a lot, a lot more easily. So you think this will end soon? <clears throat> well, that's certainly what we're hoping, and we're push we're working very hard to do that, and. Uh, we hope that the fans who you know are concerned about it moving will also, you know, contact their legislators and uh, voice their opinion too. So yeah, we're 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 pretty confident that things now are moving in the right direction. That you know, people are beginning to assess the real economic costs of this project, the real quality of life impacts, and 
mm-hmm. you know, and, and the impacts to Virginia taxpayers. What's the percentage of people, if you guys have run a poll, maybe in your newspaper or maybe in polls you've seen, of Alexandria residents right now that are in favor of it and against it? Do you know? No, we don't. I mean, the the you know, I think Monumental is on a poll, but they, they haven't released the numbers. <laughs> maybe you can ask them why they haven't. Uh, but we've done petitions. We've had, you know, several thousand people sign it. Just based on, you know, all the work we've been doing in the community, I would say there's a, a you know, a significant majority that are opposed to it. I think there are a bunch of people that, you know, would like at least to have more say in the final decision. Um, I, you know, I just don't think there's a great deal of support for this project. I think actually Fox just had a poll this morning, and I think it's overwhelmingly Against? Uh, against, you know, moving the uh, arena to Alexandria. So, Andrew, explain more of the tax issue. I, I'm the only one of the four of us on the show that's a Virginia resident. I'm in Loudoun County. Um, sure. <clears throat> so explain. So it's my understanding that the taxes wouldn't go up for Virginia residents. It's just a certain portion of the money of the taxes would go towards the project. Is that true, or am I off base on that? No, you're not completely off base. I mean, fundamentally, the, 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 the idea is to have the arena and all the ancillary things around it through taxes on parking, on tickets, on everything going to pay off the bonds. The problem is that when you borrow, you know, a billion dollars, a billion and a half dollars, mm-hmm. it has to be backstopped by the taxpayers of Virginia and Alexandria. So if these projects end up not producing the revenue, which is very often the case, revenue, they say, then taxpayers will have to pay the bill. And this often happens. So, you know, maybe immediately there's no direct impact to taxpayers, but eventually, you know, you and I and all the other Virginia taxpayers may have to pay more. And that, of course, affects all the other funding priorities from education to, I don't know, Little League soccer, all the things that we might want to fund with our tax dollars. All right. That is uh, Andrew McDonald. Founding member of the Coalition to Stop the Arena of Potomac Yard. I just wanted to say I put up as a junkies poll today brought to you by Van Meter Homes. Do you want the Capitals and Washington Wizards to move to Alexandria? It's a very only, scientific poll. Only 35% say yes. You can vote at Junks Radio. 40% are no and 25% no preference. I, I just have a, a, a question. Do you think – we have John sure. Feinstein on every week. And, and John has said from the beginning that he thought that Ted was bluffing. Do you think by any in any stretch of, of imagination that he's simply bluffing and it just just using his leverage to to get more out of D.C. when it's all said and done? That he deep down doesn't believe this will actually happen. You know, I really don't know. I think I think that's something you'd have to ask him. I mean, he's he said he wants to move here, and you know, I take him on his word. Uh, I just don't think it's I just don't think it's a good business decision. I don't think it's a good investment for. For Virginia, and actually, I mean, I, I think if his fans would prefer to, to stay in D.C. because for all the reasons, if we can improve the facilities and do things, that, that would be a much better investment decision for him. But uh, you, you just have to ask him that question. Gotcha. Uh, by the way, I'm just curious, <clears throat> apropos nothing, but are you a sports fan? Ah, absolutely, I am. And you're a Caps fan? In... Yeah, I'm a Caps fan. I love, love hockey. I love I love basketball. I love both of them. I'm a big tennis player, but uh, okay. you know I'm uh, I'm a big sports fan. Absolutely. How do you where do you stand on pickleball? Hmm. You know I love tennis so much. I you know I'm not one of these tennis players that says don't play pickleball. I think I think it's great that people are out 
doing right. stuff, hitting, you know, I think right. it's wonderful. All right. All right. You're gaining a little yeah, steam here with me. Andrew, I I, I'll say this. You seem <laughs> yeah, but he's very, open to it. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. seems very reasonable. I yeah. seem reasonable to me. Yeah. Seem reasonable thanks to me. for joining us, Andrew. <laughs> thank You're not, you. Uh, yeah. I really, well, really, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Sure. All right. Thank you, buddy. He's the uh, former no, vice mayor of Alexandria. What does that even mean? And he's the founding member of the coalition <laughs> to stop the arena Assistant at Potomac Yard. Mayor's right-hand man. Assistant coach to the mayor. So it's like vice president, vice mayor. He's, okay. he's you know Cliff Kingsbury to the mayor. None of us will ever, will never <laughs> have that title. Well, I'm You'll sure never I'm... have Eric Bickle, vice mayor, next to your name. Uh, yeah. Of any place. 100%. Now, I didn't even know that was a thing. Now yet. we have to give the other side, we got to see the, the other side of the coin yeah. now. Got to get my, my guy, Jim because Van Stone we live, on. Hello, we live in a democracy. JBS. That's the way things are done here. Jim Van Stone from Monumental, right? Yeah, well, yes, he to will be join happy. us next. Tickets. We will get the <laughs> other side of the story next. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Here on the Junkies. Sice looks like I hit a home run on Valentine's Day. I got the text this morning. Pictures of the little one with her balloon. Ah, very oh, good. Flowers. So nice. Well done. You scored some points. Impressive. You all it took was five minutes of Harris Teeter. Eh, it was it a selfish endeavor. You did that so you would look good. <laughs> sure. You make that argument. Sure. Yeah. Or you could just say it's a defensive move. Like, if you don't, you're then you're a jerk. Like, yeah. you didn't even think about us one day a year. You got to think about us on <laughs> Valentine's Day. Well, I just said to D, I know the gym's on. I just said to D, uh, you know, I take you out to dinner tomorrow, but I can't. There so, you have it. Happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it works sometimes. Yeah. You do a late dinner, go out for uh, drinks late. First of all, she's a teetoler. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's not fun. It's, yeah. How fun is that? Yeah. All right, joining us right now is Jim Van Stone. He's got a fancy title. He's he the president of business operations and chief commercial officer at Monumental Sports and Entertainment, a good friend of the show. Happy Valentine's Day, JVS. 
What's up, guys? Thanks for having me on today. Yeah, I yeah. hope you're doing well. And, yeah. uh, you know, you guys actually should plan on taking your your sweethearts and your valentines out to a Capture Wizards game oh. down the line. Oh, oh I that. might be doing that. <laughs> <laughs> I, think I, got to, I think I'm going to the Warriors game, You guys game, right? still haven't done the loft. No, the oh. Hennessy. Yeah, the Hennessy. Is it called the loft? It Hennessey. is. It's the yeah. Hennessy loft. That's right. And where, honestly, where, that's where, only a sampling of hopefully what we're going to build out for the fan experience at Potomac Yard. <laughs> All right. So let's get into it. I don't know. If, did you hear? Like salvo. He's just did like you hear confident. our uh, interview with Andrew McDonald? And, and and maybe you can tell us if you've had any experience um, talking to him and his group, which is the Coalition to Stop the Arena. You know, I, I haven't personally met Andrew, and I think we appreciate everyone's opinion. I mean, you know, and, and we're really bullish on the opportunity. We think, you know, certainly facts are a stubborn thing, and, you know, we think this is a game-changing opportunity not only for our fans but for the market. It talks about the regionalism of, you know, what we think we represent here in the, the overall DMV, and, you know, we think it's going to be a game-changing opportunity not only for the state of Virginia, the city of Alexandria, but I think for the region as a whole uh, from a sports fan standpoint. So we're excited about it. Jim, can you give us a little perspective here just sort of on the process? Because I was under the impression that, okay, this part passed, right? And then the next part they're thinking it may not. And then it sounded like Andrew thinks, like, that's it. It's just going to squash it. But I feel like there's a lot more that can happen. This could be like a prolonged thing, right? Were you surprised at his sort of, uh, I guess, excitement at the possibility of this being a dead deal? You know what? Uh, I, I think we respect everyone's opinion. No, we, we weren't surprised. We, we were really excited about the opportunity. I think the, uh, the vote in, in the legislature we were very happy with, with the win yesterday in that process. It really had a, a great opportunity to progress the bill into the Senate. And you know what? We feel really good about the overall project. Our government relations people have spent a ton of time down in Richmond. Uh, we worked with a lot of key constituents. The city of Alexandria has been a fantastic partner you know, for us in this process, but we think we're just really gaining momentum. And, you know, I, I think the most important thing for us is really to make sure over, you know, hopefully the next four weeks or so that we really educate the, the greater community on, you know, the impact of what this project is going to bring, not only the Northern Virginia, but the greater Washington region. Jim, one of the things that I think you guys have pointed out to people that are disappointed that you'd be moving out of the city is how close it is to the city. You've talked about the proximity that it's it's less than four miles from the current arena. Now, what the other side has said is, well, it's not set up for an arena. Can you address that specifically, like parking is going to be an issue? So, you know what, that is the biggest thing that we're focused on. I think, and the great thing is that we've got a five-year runway before the project actually opens and the arena opens. I mean, there is a huge commitment, you know, not only from the city, the state, us at Monumental, you know, our partners in JBG Smith. I mean, transportation is going to be critical. And, you know, we've got really great experts, uh, a company called Kimley Horn, that's doing studies and analysis for us. And, you know, we think there is a, you know, really great runway to, to, to make it as easy and convenient as possible. There's going to be more parking spots on the arena complex you guys have parked in the arena mm-hmm. you know before at capital one arena Thanks we only have you. about 300 parking spots i mean we're gonna have 2200 parking spots you know within a, a block radius you know of, of the arena and surrounding the arena so i i think between that the metro stop you know the public transportation the ride shares i mean there is a going to be a tremendous amount of effort and focus on that and we think the the, the, the transportation piece is going to be smooth and easy. I mean, but it's going to take a lot of work and dedication. And, you know, there's a big commitment from all the parties to, to really support that in a robust Jim, way. Can I follow up with that? So because yeah. I don't uh, I'm not sure, I'm not sure I was under that impression. So are you saying that the new spot will ultimately have more parking than the current spot? 
You know, it, as far as our arena complex, yes, without a doubt. I mean, you know, the surrounding areas and everything like that, I think, you know, collectively, you know, there's a couple thousand spots. So there's going to be really ample amount of parking spaces for guests to come in and patrons to come in. And, you know, that was a key uh, decision maker for us. We wanted to make sure that the transportation, the ease of getting to the campus yeah. was as convenient as it possibly could be for our customers and fans. And, you know, that's always been a focus of Ted. I mean, he has always talked to, and we organizationally have talked about the driveway to driveway experience for our guests. I mean, that matters in the overall experience, and we want to make it smooth and easy. So, yes, there's going to be a lot of focus on the transportation piece of it. And, you know, at the same point in time, I think we want to be respectful. We're going to be uh, a new member of the neighborhood, and and we want to be and do things right for the community uh, of Alexandria, the Delray community, and the surrounding areas. Well, how can you make the transport? I'm I'm sure you guys have thought of it. I'm sure you have an answer. But how can you make the it's the coming and going easier if there's really only one way in and out. You know, I, I think maybe there is expansion of lanes. I, I think there's dedicated lanes. I think there's timing of lights that can be really efficiently done. I think there's, you know. You build uh, like an overpass or something? What's that? You build like new ro- – is there a way to do something like that, like new roads? Like There, there could be possibilities of that. I mean, doing certainly studies. You know, exits off of you know a, a variety of different thoroughfares could happen in the process. I think opening up – you know, space. I mean, the location of the arena is going to be three blocks in from Route 1, uh, hugging basically the GW Parkway. So there is a lot of ways to, to create the landscape to really make it a lot more efficient for guests coming into the building and arena. And, you know, that's that's critical for us. I mean, you know, we don't want people to have longer commutes to get to the facility. We want people to come early and stay late. I mean, we want to make it, you know, right. as turnkey as possible. So I think that's a big commitment. And, you know, public transportation is a big part of that also. I mean, we will work with WMATA and, you know, I think hopefully ex- expanding the opportunity with the metro stop that's there. You know, I think there's ride share opportunities from that standpoint, certainly busing and shuttles. I mean, there's a variety of different ways that you really can, you know, approach this in a very robust way. And there's a big commitment from all parties uh, to make sure that that's a primary focus. Jim, in a hypothetical world, say yeah. the Alexandria location just falls through, it's, it's dead. Does Ted and Monumental, do they have alternate sites, like backup sites that you guys are scouting? You know, like you got to have some plan sort of B. contingency plan in case this doesn't you know, work out. So, you know what? I think we're really highly committed to this project. We, we think this is the most incredible location. We think it's the best centrally located to make it convenient for fans across the entire DMV. So our customers coming from Maryland, from other parts of Virginia, even from the district, we think that's an ideal location. And, you know, we're, we're putting all of our – you know, focus on that. We think it is the biggest transformational opportunity. You guys know the arena itself. I mean, it's right now at Capital One Arena, we have four acres of land. This is 12 acres of land, better part of a 70 acre development. So there is a much bigger and, and bolder landscape. And then as you're part of National Landing, I mean, the north of everyone knows is Amazon HQ2. You've got Boeing's headquarters. And our neighbor right next to us is going to be the uh, Virginia Tech Innovation Campus for their uh, School of Engineering. So we're really excited about that. You know, we think this is the right spot for us. And, you know, I, I think that's why we're putting so much focus on the Potomac Yard location. Talking to Jim Van Stone, President of Business Operations, Chief Commercial Officer at Monumental Sports and Entertainment. I get the land part. I get all of that. But Kevin Blackstone in the Washington Post wrote about the cultural aspect of moving the team out of D.C., I'm using his language. He said, it's a stabbing, a deep stabbing, excision, a cutting out of yet another part of what was the soul of the city. And in particular, he writes about kind of the black culture and moving basketball out of D.C. How tough is that 
for you guys to actually do that? Well, you know, first off, I, I, we respect everyone's opinion. We we don't think that's the case at all. We we think really uh, we get tremendous support from the district. We get tremendous support from Maryland. We get it from the Virginia. We get it from, you know, the diverse audience of what we have in the greater Washington region. There is not really a big diversity uh, difference between district and uh, the Alexandria location, but we feel really good about, you know, that process. I think one of the things that's really important for us is, is really – you know, the education process of the next four years before we move into the new arena. And, you know, I mean, we have been deeply committed to, uh, you know, the district, you know, the community at large. And, you know, I, I think even, you know, the entertainment and sports arena, we bring 60 basketball games a year just about to the entertainment and sports arena right now in that space. So, you know, we're fully committed to that. We don't think, you know, we're, we're ripping out anything from uh, anyone uh, from under them. And, you know, I, th- I think we've got some time to really educate the marketplace on that. This is a hypothetical, but did yeah. D.C. even have a shot? So the mayor of D.C. said, we'll give you $500 million. This was not necessarily what um, you guys wanted. Mm-hmm. You wanted more than that. But D.C. was willing to give $500 million <clears throat> to stay there. Let's say D.C. was able to give you everything you had wanted. Would you have stayed there despite the lack of acreage? You know, I, I think it really is about the expansion of the property. If you look at us so now, it's done I mean, deal we anyway. Mul- we we own multiple teams. We own mm-hmm. multiple venues. I mean, we we we've got a media network. We're just growing at a, a really large rate, and the experience of of the modern NBA and NHL buildings really. Uh, need a, a bigger landscape. So I think that the expansion is, is really the biggest focus for us. I mean, right now we have employees located in five or six different buildings all over the district, you know, in Northern Virginia. And, and this allows us to centralize our employees into one space. I think it allows us to, to work on the fan experience at a much broader level, you know, with having one major complex that's really going to be driving uh, a lot of our key fans to come out to the events that we host. And, you know, we, we think, you know, that space along with, I mean, we're more than just, you know, the 80 Capitals and Wizards games. I mean, you know, we do 60-plus concerts a year. We do multiple family shows. I mean, you know, we think this process and what could be an immersive experience happens through the land piece of this, and that's one of the things that we're really excited about. You know, so, you know, the the conversation with the district, you know, we've been having conversations for the past two years, and, you know, uh, it was something that, you know, the Virginia opportunity arose in in that time, and and we felt that this was the right direction for us to really focus on. But it's less to do, Jim, if if I'm hearing right, it's less to do with money, it's less to do with, you know, crime in the area, it's more to do with land. For us, it is. It's about expansion. It's about creating better experiences for our fans. It's about, you know, people coming early and staying later. It's about immersive experiences that people can have on the campus. I mean, that's the biggest driver for us, you know, along with the, uh, you know, experience that our athletes and our employees and, you know, people in our community have. So for us, we thought that was the right direction. We believe that's the right direction in terms of the way we're going. So, you know, I mean, there, there's been great history for us in the district. We're proud of that. And, you know, we've also offered to, to continue to be a Capital One Arena in a really robust way from an entertainment facility standpoint and, you know, working in alignment with the district. So we've been very clear in that messaging. And, you know, I, I think certainly the mayor and others will, will have those decisions to make. But, you know, I, I think, you know, for us, this is about expansion. And, you know, we also have a, a deep commitment to the city that we want to stay in that place and really help reimagine, you know, what the Penn Quarter District could be. So hold on. Yeah, let me just I have another question. But so 
So the idea is in a perfect world, if you have your way, you build a new arena, but then not only do you have like where the go-go play, but you you would still have Capital One and you'd have instead of, you know, 100 concerts a year, 300 concerts a year or whatever. Is that the yeah, idea? Yeah, I, I think we think the music business is growing rapidly. We think we've become a great destination for NCA events. We think in a, a perfect partnership. I mean, we could work in alignment with, you know, the convention center and help them bring in more major events on an annual basis. So I think we believe in the growth of women's sports. And, you know, the Mystics have outgrown our 4,000-seat arena. And, you know, mm-hmm. most of the WNBA teams need arenas that are 10,000-plus. And, and the growth of women's sports deserves – an opportunity from that standpoint. So I think we're bullish in the fact that we believe that we can operate that building for 100 to 120 events uh, a year. And, you know, it's going to take a great it. partnership with the district. I mean, you know, but I think when it comes to the NBA, the NHL, you know, platform and the growth of it, you know, having more space and expansion opportunities to really highlight, you know, what we do, we think is important. And we think it's great from a fan journey standpoint, a fan experience standpoint. And, you know, hopefully creates a lot of value. And, you know, I, I think everyone knows in, in the marketplace, I mean, our commitment, you know, overall to growing the games. I mean, we bought our regional sports network really to help grow the game. I mean, our fans come from, you know, north of Baltimore, south of Richmond. You know, we are the third largest DMA in the country in the greater Washington region. So, like us buying the broadcast, we really wanted to hope, uh, hyper-focus on, you know, improving that broadcast experience of, of people are following our teams that can't be at the live event itself. So, you know, we look at this, you know, opportunity now on the uh, physical piece of it, on the arena growth, you know, as potentially an opportunity to even expand on, on some of those efforts. Jim, quickly, let me just ask you about the political side of it. So, again, the process is what's confusing to a lot of us. So you guys get a win. You talk about this four-week window, I, I assume, where there's going to be the the, uh, the next vote. Um, it. Could this all like you're you're optimistic? You got a four week period here where you're going to really educate people. But what other hurdles do you have? Like, what if the vote doesn't go your way? I know you're optimistic that it will. Um, if it doesn't, is it dead? Or are there other avenues? There are other processes because people talk about oh they don't want to give Youngkin a win, right? Or you know that now politics gets involved in all right. this. Everything's political. Yeah, and they're going to have to wait a year and all that. Can you talk about those different <clears throat> scenarios? You know, I think we, we believe in what we've shared, and we've been very transparent in it. We think this opportunity creates 30,000-plus jobs. We think it's a $12 billion economic impact for, you know, the state of Virginia and also the city uh, of Alexandria. I think we're focused on it. We, we feel very confident in, you know, the process, and we are comfortable that, you know, the overall framework of the agreement from the MEI, which was the initial vote in, in December through, you know, passing in the House, we think we can get through – uh, the next steps of, of the center process. And I, I think we are committed to, to working with, you know, all of our key partners in, in making that a reality. And, you know, I think that's really the big focus for us. I, I think, you know, one of the great things that we have over the next couple of weeks is the opportunity for those people that have questions and those, you know, key people that we support from, uh, you know, political landscape, making sure that they have all the information <clears throat> so they can accurately decide, you know, those, those final steps. And I think we're optimistic that by the middle of March, you know, we'll have all those approvals in place. So I think that's our big focus right now. And, you know, we're hyper, uh, you know, uh, targeting on on that outcome. So I I think we feel really good about the direction we're going in. JBS, I don't know if you answered this because I've been, I'm just confused at everything, but are the Mystics, (laughs) are the Mystics going to play at cap one? Or I think there was a tweet from Monumental saying that they're going to play at uh, entertainment sports arena. Is that true? 
Yeah, I think right now we're, we're committed to the entertainment and sports arena. You know, okay. we, we think in partnership, you know, uh, there is a, a landscape in the future to hopefully move the Mystics to uh, Capital One Arena. We think a lot of that is based on the need for, you know, more seats and more capacity for the women's game and the way it's growing from that standpoint. So, you know, I think we're optimistic in time that, you know, as we look at, you know, the next generation of Capital One Arena and what that landscape may look like, that the Mystics are a part of it. But, you know, in that time between now and then, I mean, we're certainly going to, you know, still have one of the best atmospheres in the WNBA at the Entertainment Sports Arena. And, you know, it's it's interesting with, you know, the growth of the women's game. It's funny. The secondary market, the secondary ticket market is booming for the Mystics. And, you know what, there's not too many sports that have had that opportunity, you know, when it's come to the women's game. So I, I think we're outgrowing that space. But, you know, I think in the short period of time, you know, our, our commitment and focus is, you know, to continue to play at the Entertainment Sports Jim, Arena. Jim, are, are you, are you going to put me in the uh, Hennessy loft? Is that where is that where I'm going to be, or for the Warriors? I think we're going to have more transformational opportunities. So yeah, we'll 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 maybe take a look at a loft experience. But I think you know what, uh, Eb, we'll have uh, probably some other opportunities that you may want to dabble in as we go into this new new arena. I think you know. No, he's talking about talking next about week. Warriors game. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm talking to Warriors. Oh man, where are you going to put me? In the moment, I thought you guys were also. I heard you guys earlier today talking about Luke Bryan too. So I didn't know if you were positioning, you know, for that big show that we have coming to the. No, arena, you know but, what? I actually bought tickets to the Zach. Brian show for my wife okay. and all them in, but no, they bought them in Philly for some reason. Maybe Zach, Ryan or Luke Bryan. Zach Bryan. Oh, oh, Zach Bryan. Zach I think Bryan. we botched yeah. it though. Oh, okay. So you know what? I'm working on the uh, the Warriors experience. I know I've got okay. a lot of pressure on me from that standpoint in a couple <laughs> weeks. So you got my commitment that we'll make sure that you guys have a, a really cool experience. So we'll try to see you if we can make do. that happen. Very Jim, good. you're the best. Thank you, Just Jim. throw in the parking. <laughs> Parking's key. Thank you, Jim. It's Jim Van Stone, president of business operations and chief commercial officer at Monumental Sports and Entertainment. If you want to chime in, 800-636-1067. We'll be right back. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about, basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back. Chucky's coming to you live on 106.7 The Fan. We just heard from both sides on the arena proposed to move to Potomac Yard, Alexandria. First heard from Andrew McDonald. He's part of the coalition to stop the arena at Potomac Yard. Then we just heard from Jim Van Stone. I noticed during the interview, I almost think Jim's great uh, PR guy. He must have said expansion 20 times. It's all about expansion. That's what they like, want. I, I didn't say this hypothetical, but I almost feel like if Mayor Bowser had said two years ago, I'll give you $2 billion to stay. I think they're getting maybe supposedly $1.5 billion no, from bill, Virginia. A bill and a half, yeah. If they said, we'll give you $2 billion to stay, they said no, because they want the land. It's about land expansion, the 12 acres versus the, is it two acres? I think he I said they have a four-acre four imprint at Capital One Arena. So they're tripling in size. And I do think it mitigates to some extent, even though I'm pretty sure we knew this, but that it's not like that. That's old site or the current site would just you know, automatically go in the toilet and go back to Chinatown and the awful sort of part that it was 30 years ago. They want it to still be a thriving concert venue and yeah. 
you know, like whatever. The home, have wrestling events. Be and, yeah. They want Taylor Swift to come play there. Right. And so it's you not know, like it's... that area will be completely abandoned. Yeah. So I think there's some validity to that. It will be interesting to see how many roadblocks there are politically and how long, how much longer it's going to take. I'm totally confused because the guy, Andrew, basically, he feels like they're going to lock this up in like a couple weeks. It'll be over. Or maybe done the math on the, the, I I, I don't know the Virginia State Senate, but maybe they've done the math on the Virginia (laughs) State Senate and they know that more state senators are against it. Even if they lose a vote or something. Let's lean on Jason to name the Virginia State Senators. (laughs) Nobody knows their state senators. I I, I was just thinking the psychology of this, though, right? So I moved into a new house two and a half years ago. If you're looking for new houses, mm-hmm. all right, and you're looking and you're getting, you're moving, you're checking out neighborhoods, you're looking at brand new homes. You start getting excited, right? You start getting excited. You start going down the rabbit hole. You're very likely not. You're very likely going to move and not at the end of all of that go. Hey, you know what? I'll just stay in my old house. Oh, you know what pooper. I mean? Yeah, it's yeah, no, of course. And, and they started looking well, at a new place. Don't look especially for a new when, car unless you want. Especially when <laughs> interest rates are eight percent. Right, and they got you know <laughs> fancy drawings and all yeah, this stuff. Artist renderings. Yeah, and yeah. you start getting sized. Get like, the fans excited. Yeah, then the other side can say, okay, we'll give you. We'll, how about we'll give you a, a half a billion dollars to refurbish. Right, your you know, current spot. You you don't want to stay at the current spot. It's like love it or listen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it is a lot like that. Yeah, but a lot of the guys isn't loving it though. <laughs> A lot of people ended up loving it, which was surprising. Anyway. Mm. They want to move to a new spot. And I don't think the D.C. government, if they had raised or had proposed another half billion dollars, I don't think it would make a difference. The only way that Ted would well, stay no, in D.C. Well, no, because that would be a billion, and they're getting a billion and a half from the Virginia. Only, they're still getting more. The only way I would ever see Ted staying in D.C. is if he went to the government and said, I'll stay in D.C., if you raise the next two blocks over and let me have all that real estate and let me expand my empire. Do you know what Kevin Blackstone wrote? That's the only wrote? way I would see it happen. In, in the Post, and Trav brought this up during the break, but in his article in the Post where he said that this is a huge hit to particularly black D.C., hmm. taking the basketball team out of D.C., he wrote that the politicians, this was just his own proposal, were not feasible. He's like, they should just... Knock down RFK, and that's where they build the new arena because that's land. Right. And that's what he wants, land, and that keeps you in the city. Well, then Josh Harris gets bitter because he's, he's eyeing that for the commander stadium. Like, <laughs> then, you, then you've got uh, a whole new can of worms to deal with. I don't know. My only thing about the concerts, and, and I do think that that is possible, I almost felt like it was just in reading the articles and consuming it like it's a throwaway. Like, yeah, we're 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 hurting DC. We understand that, but we'll still throw some concerts that way. And then you never know, like how many concerts are at Capital One. I mean, at um the old Capital Center venue at this point. Has anything happened there? Which capitals? Which what venue cap- are you talking about? Or did they knock that down? I'm so old. The Capital Center. Yeah. That's been gone yeah. forever. <laughs> yeah. So like, hold on. Like, you actually thought the Cap Center was still? Up? <laughs> I don't know. My brain's much. I was. Yeah. I was Where are they doing at the MCI I Center? Mean, they stuck yeah. dynamite. In that thing yeah. So Twenty like, years ago. I don't know how. <laughs> What's your I don't know what years. <laughs> well, I think I'm guessing was, there's just listen. I think their argument is ready to get exploded. <laughs> I think their argument is if Taylor Swift come in here instead of playing three shows, she played five instead of uh, instead hey, of hey, Bad Bunny hey, doing hey, two shows. Taylor, do five. 
Taylor's outgrown. Okay, Captain whatever. Margarita. Whatever. She plays stadiums. Okay? Whatever. Uh, back off. Vanilla Ice. Whoever. Whoever. <laughs> I don't want like cakes. Uh, I don't get the cakes love of Taylor Swift other than his family likes Taylor Swift because you don't like that type of music. So, like, do you listen it's to Ariana the, I, Grande? I like Taylor family. Swift. I know, it's but family. I know. I know. It's I know. The family influence. But my point is, it. Taylor yeah. Swift, there's a lot of artists that sound just like sure. Taylor Swift. That I don't you feel like you listen to Ariana Grande. Yeah, I, think let's say, I think she's a few cuts above. She's like got a Ariana different. Grande I think she's got a different sound than a Grande does. In I, my opinion, I, I, I think Grande's I, got a better she, voice. She appeals close. to my pop sensibilities. Yeah, but I, she doesn't have the songs with the hooks that uh, Tay Tay has. Sure. Tay Tay has hooks everywhere. She's a bigger artist. Yeah, I mean, I, li- I like her music. Yeah. Uh, I just surprised you like that genre. I'm just throwing Ariana You're Grande. You're influenced by one. family. I mean, yes. that's how I got into country. My kids were into country, so I got into it. Yeah. Tay Tay laughs at twenty thousand seat venues now. They're, be, they're beneath her. Her dancers. So it, doesn't, it doesn't matter. It, you know, whatever. She needs I think fifty thousand and up. I think they would do some that might be ambitious to say that they would do two hundred because like, I think he said like a certain comedian would probably use that venue. Like a Jim right. Gaffigan might be able to mm-hmm. sell that seats. I don't know if he could sell that many seats. Mm-hmm. I think uh, Nate Pergazzi. He's playing there later this month. Yeah. He's butt funny, too. Don't think he's not. I funny. Think, I think they could probably fill it more times than you think. Monster truck shows. Oh, you know, all, all Monster Jam. Stuff. I've Go been to a Monster Jam. Monster Jam. It's just not going to be the Caps and Wizards. Actually, I think I went to a Monster Jam maybe at the old Patriots Center. Oh, you brought earplugs, brother. <laughs> like loudest, loudest I know Andrew McDonald was talking about the Metro and how there's only one mm-hmm. you know, stop there, one track. But I would think Metro would have to expand. Well, yeah, and they, they would have. It. They I mean, already talked about, about that. I mean, they, now they got what at freaking Tyson's. I so mean, no, he's talking about the, you know the the traffic over there. Yeah, of course, traffic's going to increase, especially with construction. Look, I'm dealing with construction every day, but you should see how many data centers are still being built. <laughs> I mean, how in much Ashford. data is there? It's <laughs> a lot. Much data Every freaking around. company's got their own data center now. <laughs> All right, got to take a break. But I'm dealing with it, so I can understand why they would be upset about that. Coming up next, Jimmy Train is going to join us. He's a writer for SI Now, hosts the SI Media podcast. That's next here on The Junkies. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. 
spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.